it's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's them wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. stay wise to the times is the game relationships and money talk in the old way oh and if you didn't hear the name just wise girls hey y'all what's up my beautiful wonderful resilient strong purposeful black queens we are dim wise girls my name is Laura and my name is K Ray and we are here for our very very first episode of Dim wise, wise girls. girls. Yes, we are coming here to bring it to you live and in action to let you know that 30 is not the new 20, and that's okay because your 20 sucked anyway. Yeah, they did. Embrace the wisdom that comes with age, and that's what we are here to talk about in this podcast. The wisdom that comes from age from two wise girls, not only by name. But by demeanor as well. Oh, what? That was awesome, K-Ray. Oh, I know it was. I was just going to say, this is called uh, Adulting for Black Girls 101. (laughs) We're in the midst of the struggle. (laughs) (laughs) A real struggle. (laughs) Something about 30 is always like the brink of greatness and the brink of a breakdown. It's like, I'm owning myself. I know more. I'm doing more. I'm really not sure if I'm getting where I'm supposed to be. I know. I feel like that cycle happens like every couple of weeks for me. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm doing something, girl. You owning yourself. You weren't comfortable with yourself. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> <sighs> and all back around again. Yes. So I'm here today with my sister, the Beyonce to my Solange, the Felicia. No, yeah, you're the Felicia to my Debbie. Yes, I'm the Felicia and you're the Debbie. Yes, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, now that we're talking about a Felicia and a Debbie, today's episode is exploring OG wise women. Yes, the original gangsters who actually paved the path, did not get all the credit that they deserved, but brought us here to be the black women that we are today. The queens that we are today. The, the Coco queens that we are in this present moment, <laughs> dancing to a rhythm, a rhythm nation, actually. I was just getting ready to say rhythm nation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we're going to basically be talking about uh, world peace. Oh, yes. World peace, girl. We'll get to world peace later, though. So, stay tuned. Coming up, we've got our movie quote yes. of the episode, and it relates everything to what we're talking about today, those OG wise women. So, stay tuned. Oh my God, the toilet is overflowing. Do you have a plunger? I don't have a plunger. I don't have a plan, and I don't know what to do. It looks like we're going to have to make the wise choice. Wise Plumbing, that is, the number one plumbing choice in the Cincinnati metropolitan area. Call Bob Wise at 513-772-7507. Make the wise choice. Okay, so 
Um, every episode, we are going to have a movie quote because me and K-Ray are <sighs> movie aficionados. Yes, we love movies. Movies are life. Movies are life. And since art imitates life and wisdom comes from living life, we decided that we have to sprinkle in fake life to relate to the real life. Yes, I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so every episode we're going to be picking a movie quote that relates to our topic. So today we have chosen a quote from one of our underground favorite. Well, it's not an underground, but it's like one of the lesser talked about Spike Lee films, which is Girl Six. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We love Girl Six. Like, love Girl Six. I've probably watched it at least 75 times. Yes, just to watch uh, watch her walk down that, like, neon hallway. Oh, with that suit on. It was snake a snakeskin suit. Yes. Oh, my God. She was giving me all. Where is Teresa Randall? Where? I, girl, I don't know. Because she was doing the damn thing in the early 90s. I mean, and I loved her. Anyway, let's, let's get back on topic. Okay, so, Teresa Randall is playing Girl 6, a.k.a. Judy. A.K.A. Lovely Brown. Yes, six is for sex. (laughs) Um, With the resurgence of Nola Darling um, and everybody wanting to relate to the, you know, the nouveau, uh, she's got to have it. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to open up and explore Lovely Brown, who was a single woman. She has been divorced. Um, She's living on her own in New York City, and she's trying to get to L.A. so she can be an actress. And she's just in the midst of a struggle. Like, she knows who she is. She knows what she wants. And she's just somewhere in between in, like, this limbo of of this purgatory of trying, knowing who she wants to be and trying to get there. So what she does is she decides to be a phone sex operator because she needs to she needs to run up a check, y'all. She needs to get the bag. She needs to pay them bills. Right? So she decides to get down with the phone bone. Those are Spike Lee's terms, not mine. Yes. So boom, boom. So she's in training. She finally gets her gig. She's in training. She's sitting there at a table with other women. Jennifer Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis is the boss. Okay. She walks in. She looks at all the women she's training. She is like the madam, the mother, the figure that is going to help be the pinnacle of life for these ladies. She walks in. She looks at them. She looks at the whiteboard. She looks at the women. And she says, unless otherwise requested, all of you women are W-H-I-T-E. Yes. So unless otherwise requested, all of you women are white. That the baseline for the fantasy of any man thinking about sex is a white woman. And I I really got into deep thought about that when I was writing the OG Wise Women episode because I think that's what we are. Like, black girls are a special request. Or that's the concept. Not that what we actually are, but that that's how we've been packaged and sold and marketed to the world. That black women are a special request. And I think that something about that gets into our psyches and makes us manic, where we either go through really high stages of we are black women, we are wonderful, we are beautiful, and to the dark side of that, which would be, I'm not sure if I'm wanted, I'm uncertain. Yeah, kind of like that at-home contemplation, like I'm alone, like am I really wanted? And like you... You hear all this stuff and, like, all the studies and whatever about, you know, just hear the information circling around, like, oh, black women are the least wanted on dating apps. Black women are the least likely to get married. Yes. And then you start thinking, and it's like, well, 
am I wanted? And then the whole, you know, interracial dating, you know, controversy, the whole debate about it. Um, not that I'm not saying that it's wrong or anything like that. I totally am fine with it. But just the whole debate circling around it, it's just kind of like, well, do black men even want black women? And it's, it's just... It's, it's so much. It's so much. Have you noticed that they've been putting more interracial couples in commercials where the wife is black and the husband is white? Yes. There's it's, been a surge in... I think, uh, I think since Scandal. Ever since Scandal. Is it Scandal? It's Scandal. Because I've been like, look, Todd, are you trying to get me a white man? Because <laughs> if you are Procter & Gamble... Make sure he works at Procter & Gamble and comes with the check. Comes with the check. Okay. I can't. Sorry. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Uh. Um, but I think that you were saying it uh, a while ago. It's kind of like when she was saying that, it's like not even just, the, it's not even meaning like white woman. It's kind of like. the perception of whiteness. The perception of whiteness and kind of like this perception of like whiteness is is not really, it's kind of like this blank slate. Yes. Like a blank canvas. Like, I don't even really mean white women. I mean, um, like, unaggressive and, un. I don't know, help me out here. Okay, so see, the main part of that is, like, I'm taking this from you right yeah. now. Right? So I exa- I know exactly what you're saying, okay. even though you haven't said anything. Yes. Boom. Yes, thank you. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what you're saying is, is that that baseline, that, that blank canvas is that unaggressive. It's it's wanting a woman, but not wanting a woman. Wanting the ideal of a woman. Mm-hmm. That baseline, that that unaggressiveness. Because white women are aggressive too. Have you ever seen a white woman who can't get her coupon approved? <laughs> Girl, Bye. yeah. Anyway, so. The if you've re- ever worked retail, you know they aggressive. White women is aggressive as hell. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, chill out. It's just some shoes, just a t-shirt. And it's just a Forever 21 cheap shirt. You need to calm down. Look, look, Rebecca, I know. The Bed Bath & Beyond coupons never expire. Calm down. I'm going to take it. Anyway, so, which there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is that's a fantasy to say that white women aren't aggressive. The baseline is, is you want a doll. You want something that looks good, that's pretty, that doesn't talk back, that won't go against your agenda. And when someone or something or an institution of people who want something that's not going to push back against them doesn't actually want a person, they want an ideal structure. They want that fantasy doll. They don't want a woman or an actual physical person because people have emotions, feelings, uh, <laughs> issues. And that that's an all-encompassing thing. That's not just a black woman thing. That's a every woman thing. That's a every person thing. It is. I agree. Because just because men are more likely to keep their emotions under a baseline of not exposing their feelings doesn't mean that they're not feeling. They're just not actively expressing them. Which is a damn lie because men get periods too. They just they do. They go off into corners and skulk and ruin the moment. And, you know, just Bart just messed up my whole experience at the art museum tonight and I don't understand why. <laughs> He's on his man period. <laughs> he's in his feelings. He's mm-hmm. he's he's draking right now. Ain't nothing I don't worse know. than a man in his feelings. Girl. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Talking about us. <laughs> I was thinking about you. Anyway, so let's move this ahead. 
so we can talk about what we came here to talk about. Yes. I feel like it's rant time, and I feel like it's time for me to go off the cuff, K-Ray. You're going off the cuff because you go off the cuff a lot. Yes. So it's time to actually get it on tape. Like, so we get some playback on that. I mean, I can't say that I'm off the chain because I was never on it. You were never on it. You you were born off the chain. (laughs) So we will be right back. You don't want to miss this. Hey, Laura, your Instagram feed looks awesome. Oh, thank you. I have been working with Purple Eye Potion. They have been capturing all of my professional headshots, all the work for my blog. You should really check them out. Really? I've been looking for a professional photographer to take some engagement photos. Well, you should definitely go to their website at purpleeyepotion.com. You will get $10 off of any $50 purchase or more. You can go to Purple Eye Potion at P-U-R-P-L-E-I-P-O-T-I-O-N.com. Purple Eye Potion, the potion to capture your life in motion. Okay, so my rant today is about original gangsters, baby. You know I like turning everything into gangster terms. I am like a nerd with a gangsters, gangsters vernacular. and pimps. Gangsters and pimps, baby. It's all, it's all I know. You know what I mean? It's all I know. I'm about to pull y'all coat, get y'all up on game, run it up for y'all. You good, you good. All right, so today I'm talking about original gangsters. I'm talking about OGs. So an OG wise woman is grown as hell. She's self-assured and needs no permission to put it all out there and do it her way, like Frank Sinatra. She's bold. She's black. She's in your face. She's trying to get healing to fix her own shit. So she really doesn't have room for yours. Her voice comes in through her work. It's written on a page. It's broadcasted live. Or it's just merely glaring light on your iPhone screen. She's suffering the initial rejection and the backlash. So she's taking all of it from the naysayers who only to rise like a phoenix and stepping over your delayed acceptance like blacktop because she's been on. An OG wise woman is unafraid of your labels. She transcends them. So call her weird, loud, outspoken, angry, or a bitch. It don't matter because her resistance will lead you to freedom. Do you think Harriet Tubman was implicit in any way? Women like Bell Hooks, Maxine Waters, or even OGs like Amanda Seals, who just crossed over into the veteran status, all say and do things that need to be done. That don't just open the door for the next woman. They bust that shit open. Like, bust it wide open. (laughs) (laughs) We're quick to remember the men, but we forget the women. So whether it's Maxine standing on the front lines after the L.A. riots, Angela Davis raised fists, Harriet Tubman's shotgun refusing to allow you to go back to captivity, or Angela Rye rolling her eyes on CNN, we are surrounded by wise women. It's our duty to uplift them. Boom. Boom. So I think so. I think it really is a it's our duty to acknowledge and uplift wise black women who pave the way for us. Because initially what they're saying sounds like something you don't want to hear. Do you follow Amanda Seals, her IG stories? Like she will make you uncomfortable sometimes. Well, if you're not ready for it, like it's almost like apply as needed. Like if you offended, then this was about you. 
Yeah, girl. And I think a lot of times, like, men will be like, oh, well, you're angry. You're bitter. And it's like, well, I'm not angry. I'm not bitter. I'm just calling out something that needs to change. Especially with, like, the Me Too movement or just this this current surgence of women speaking out and then there are repercussions for the people. And I feel like on the other side. So I feel like men are getting scared and then women are becoming more vocal. So I feel like there's there's a strange space because I don't feel like every man who gets spoken out against should just lose everything the instant that the words come out of someone else's mouth because it's an allegation. This is mm-hmm. alleged. And but we shouldn't vic- you know, we shouldn't be shaming the victim either. There needs to be like some clear space between saying your truth mm-hmm. and then having to prove t- that the other person did it. So it, which, it just makes everybody in a very aggressive space. Like, I'm aggressive because I'm scared. And then this other person's going to be aggressive because they feel like they've been victimized. Yeah. I think I think that we have to be clear about what we're asking for. And you need to be fair. I mean, I know there's all this, like, energy and, like, this riled upness. Like, yo, we're making some headway. Like, yo, look at people going down. But you have to be clear about what you're asking for. And we also have to realize where that blurry line is and really think about, like, is this really that? Is this really, you know, is this really sexual abuse? Was this really um, harassment? Um, Because you have for there to be change, for I feel like men to know where their where their new lane is, you have to be clear, um, and it can't be fuzzy. And I know with all the energy, some people are like, "Yo, yo, I don't care." Like, "Yo, this is that." And right. We ain't gonna take I feel that like no more. The people who are coming off, like, with no, with no recourse of understanding that like this is a new concept for a lot of men. Mm-hmm. I think if you're bringing it in an angry, mean way and you're not listening to the other person, then that person's going to reject you. Like the person who's like the man is going to be rejected like I ain't trying to hear all that. That's not how they want to that's not a way to learn anything. Like do you go to school and they go uh, uh, actually they do. That's why nobody <laughs> learns. That's that's why you learn when you learn on your own recognizances in college. But <laughs> but like that that's the thing. That's like almost like raising a teenager. Like once you bring them a new concept of discipline, they're going to buck against you. So, I think when we are being bucked against, I think we need to slow down and start to be like, "Well, look, I understand that this is a new process, a new concept because nobody required this before. But this is the requirement. So, you could either come over here mm-hmm. and follow these guidelines, and these guidelines are not hard, bruh. <laughs> But you can follow these guidelines or you can step. Yeah, I think that you're right. These are new concepts. And I think some people, there's like some women who are like, well, you should know better. I'm like, like, well, you know, some people are not, they don't stay in the the current. They don't stay up to date with what's going on. They ain't in the news. They ain't in the, the active been seen like you are. So you have to give people time to catch up. Like, yo. And in between, and in the meantime, you need to use your voice. You can't just sit back and be like, "Oh, no. you should have known better." Here's the deal: I'm about to break it all the way down. Break it down so it can foreverly and consistently be broke. I have to break this down before we move on, because here's the deal: agency, agency 
whenever somebody says agency, that means your voice. So if you don't say, I want to go left, if you don't say, I want to eat Applebee's, if you don't like, if you don't say, if you don't clearly state what your need is, then you have not used your agency. Yeah. Like you have not. Just think of your voice as your press manager. If your press manager has not <laughs> spoken on your behalf, then you don't have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Boom. So if you don't use your voice or your agency or you have not clearly and definitely and defiantly stated your opinion or your need, want, desire, you can't expect the other person to know. And then on top of the fact, if you don't use agency or if you don't learn more about these processes, but then want to cry when it's time to, you know, when you feel like you've been victimized, you've been wronged, mm-hmm. then you are actually not being productive to this process. And then you need to step back. So you can't be like, oh, I don't like mashed potatoes. I don't care about mashed potatoes, right? But then all of a sudden you get a taste of mashed potatoes and then you come up and you be like, oh my God, these mashed potatoes are, they're, they're, they're hurting people. <laughs> you be like, nah, because you said you didn't want them, remember? And now you're tasting and you feel like you've been poisoned. Mm-mm, you're going to have to die. You're going to have to die off to save the rest of us. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm going to get flat but, for that. But, but <laughs> it's, it's just like Iyanla says, Iyanla Van Sant you got to ask for what you want. And then if... And let the chips fall where they may. And let the chips fall where they may lay. You may not like the response, but at least you asked for what you wanted and the record shows that you made your voice heard. Boom. And there's clear communication and understanding. Like, this is what I want. And making your voice heard is the essential component of being a wise woman. Oh, girl the very central element it's the essence but we getting off curve let's get into these og wise women so so who are some of the women who have been on who have been letting their voice be heard who are some of the mothers i guess the mothers of our generation right now i mean we can go all the way back to harriet tubman and so john the truth and mary cloud bethune and, and all of them but who are some of the kind of like the mothers of our generation like our age group who do you think I think it varies. Mm-hmm. It depends on what lane we're talking about. Yes. I feel like what arena. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shirley Chisholm, Maxine Waters were definitely political mm-hmm. OGs and are still, you know, they still affect us. I feel like without a Maxine Waters, there wouldn't be an Angela Rye. Mm-hmm. Um, there wouldn't be these current women that we see, you know, anytime you see a face of color on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. There, there would be none of that if yeah. that had not first occurred. Yeah. But then you got to think about the actresses as well, like Felicia Rashad, Debbie Allen. Angela Bassett is a current OG. Girl. Girl, she been on She Why haven't y'all on. given her her Oscar yet? I don't know. She, she, she be acting her ass off. I mean, she don't even have an ass. You know why? Because she left it in the last movie. <laughs> Anyway, um, I feel like, ooh, current voices that I love. I love Solange's voice, not just as a singer, but politically. We've always talked about the fact that you're a Beyonce and I'm a Solange. You will let your visuals speak for themselves and not take an interview, whereas Solange will write an article, have a media outlet, um, make her whole album, boom. And true, just that defiance, that rebel rebelliousness, it's boom, it's me. So, I definitely love Solange's voice. I love Amanda Seal's voice. I mean, I fangirl over her all the time. Yes. Um, who else, Kara? Is there anybody that feels like, ooh, you know what? 
freaking Khalees. Khalees has been on. Been on. She's been in her authentic self and she's been, you know, uh, outside the box. Um, ever since the beginning of her career, she's Yo, just... Yo, when she stepped on the BET with pink hair, talking about, I hate you so much right now. Yes. Craziness. Like, you, we really hadn't seen anything like that. No, we haven't. And just how she her career has gone and how, you know, a lot of her albums do better overseas than they do here. And it's just because she's on this whole different wavelength. I think, I think without a Khalees... We probably wouldn't have been able to accept a Janelle Monet. Oh no, absolutely not. Who is a current? She's she's current. got that new veteran status. Yes, she new does. veteran status as a wise woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going into OGness she as is. this current everything. Boom, there she is. Boom, there it is. There it is. You know, I think Taraji is actually a voice. I think, she is. I think she might not take like a political stance on certain things, mm-hmm. but I think if you ask, she'll tell the truth. And I think she stands in her truth all the time. Mm-hmm. Like where she's just unapologetically herself, you know, boom, right there. Um, who else? Tiffany Haddish. You know what I mean? Just the unadulterated. You know what? I feel like there are a lot of commonalities between Tamar Braxton and Tiffany Haddish. But Tiffany Haddish presents it to you in a way that you want to accept it. Ooh. And Tamar ooh. is so over the top that you want to reject it. That I, I girl, you you got something right there. You got something right there cuz I agree. I agree. They both have that kind of same over the topness, but Tiffany Haddish is packaged in a different element coming from a comedic standpoint Mm -hmm. it's like okay we can handle it here whereas tamar is kind of like you know she's a she's a singer she was was a talk a co-talk show co-host for a while and it was like in this package where it was like yo you know these edges it made the edges too sharp it's like we Mm -hmm. can't handle it over here whereas we can handle it over in this arena but um i think it's because it's like tiffany haddish you expected it's like She's a, comedian. Big, she's a comedian. She's being funny. She's an actress, and she's being funny. This is an act. Whereas where it feels like um, Tamar is like, oh, this is who you are all the time. I think that plays into what we talked about. Um, what what did we say? Um, hold on. Oh, God, I hate when I forget things. Like the black girl cliches? Yes, black girl cliches versus black girl diversity. And that is where we're coming into this World peace. <laughs> World peace. World peace. Yes. So, what I was saying about black girl cliches versus black girl diversity is a perfect, that plays perfectly for Tamar and Tiffany Haddish. Because Tiffany Haddish feels like black girl diversity. Mm. And Tamar feels like a black, black girl, girl cliche. Yes. Ooh, yes. Yes. Preach. preach. I'm sorry. I had preach. to tell myself I'm to sorry. preach. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to revel in that for a minute because <laughs> like, it's like such a good example. <clears throat> like, ah. Yes. And that was off the cuff. Okay. <laughs> um, that was like a, <laughs> that was like a boom. Here it is. Here it is. Epiphany. Yes. Aha uh-huh moment. But yeah, it's like, I'm like, Tamar is loud. She's, she's extra. She's always popping. She's always popping off. She's always doing the most with her, like, you know, her, the way she talks and her hand gestures. And then Tiffany Haddish is like, oh, this is her craft. She's cultivated this. this. It's diversity. Look at her. She's blowing up. 
And Tiffany Haddish puts it in a way you can root for her. You can root for her. And Tamar Braxton is more like, you being the same old type of black girl. You just need to calm down. You need to be quiet. You need to sit in the corner. You need to not show out like that because you're looking, making this look bad. And actually, she don't have to sit down nor be quiet because I think that putting black women in spaces where they can't be their authentic selves is actually doing them a disservice and it's making them unhappy and in turn making them act out even worse. Like you can't come to a place of healing if somebody's always telling you to push yourself back. True, true. You always feeling bottled up. You always feeling like I can't. Turn left, turn you, right without somebody. You can't come hold into, up a stop sign. You can't come into wisdom if your real self is wrong. That's just gonna make you a facade. True. So whatever it is you are, you're not wrong. Now you might need to refine it, but every every good thing has been refined. A oh. diamond used to be a piece of coal first. So every good thing is refined. You know what I mean? You know what environment you is. You know you're in you know how to play the game you know how to you know what i mean you know how to code switch because we all need to code switch to get where we want to be we do and some people just have more you know some people have more strong personalities like you if you know that it's if people take you at like your like face value face value like yo if you know if you feel aggressive to other people you'll know when the code switch would be like okay i'm gonna calm down right now and get my communication to you across but, but as soon if as you i cross d- this line yeah i'm back yes i'm back because people always want to force you into a lane so that they can operate the way they want to yeah like oh don't you be loud because then nobody can hear me speak yeah but no, it's just sometimes you get your communication across. Be like, okay, this is this is who I am. Okay, now I'm going to be me. Now that you understand how I'm flowing, then I'm going to be me. And, it, and this isn't just a thing for women, black women. This is a thing for women in general. I think in general, women have always been like, well, that's not ladylike. I mean, you telling me what you need is not ladylike. You expressing to me that you'd like a cup of water in this hot room. So unladylike, you should have sat there and been thirsty. And then at the end of this, you could have let me know that you were parched. That was inappropriate. So women always have to, you feel like women always have to hold back what they really want. Yeah. It's like, don't tell a man, don't be 35 and go on a date and tell a man that you're ready to have children. That's going to scare him off. Well, look, my biological clock is ticking and I am ready to have a baby. Why I got to lie before I tell you the truth? I know. I think that it's also kind of related to how I feel sometimes when we feel like we have to uh, act like men to be accepted by men. And I really hate that. I hate that. Like, I feel like you, you have to go the like sometimes women try to go the whole 360 to just fit in or feel like men accept them to go total opposite of what Lake air quotes, what ladylike is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be raunchy. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be all this and that because a man could comprehend that more somehow. I don't yeah. know if that makes it's a, sense. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an archetype. It. Oh, my goodness. We just listened to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast about that lady doctor. Uh, she oh, was she was a, a scientist? She was a scientist. Yeah. And... She, they said something about um, tokenism. Remember that? Yes. The tokenism. So that person oh, is the, more the, likely yes. to start acting like the oppressor 
when or the person is more likely to act like the majority when they're the only one. So if we are always in spaces where you're the only woman, you're going to be more likely to act like men to fit in with men because you're the only one. The only time that people who are suffering from tokenism started to act more like themselves is when they were what? When they added more of yes, them when there was to more of the scene. To have a voice. To have a voice behind other. yourself. So there's going to be no space where you get to be completely and totally your authentic self unless somebody comes in and stands behind you. So black women will never be free to be you and me mm-hmm. until we all come back each other regardless of the black girl cliches and start accepting black girl diversity. Black girl diversity, yes. And that's world peace, y'all. <laughs> it is world peace. <laughs> Accepting everybody for who they are. I mean, that's world peace. That's hard. But we just going to keep trying and keep moving and keep working towards it. Because I think that, oh my gosh, I think that if we could just allow black women to be, if we let each other just be we will get a chance to really find out who we are without all this pressure on top of us to uh, be something that we're not and to try to fix the whole black community. Um, We can't fix it all at the same time. Like, no house was built all at the same time. Somebody laid foundation. Somebody put up the framework. Somebody put up the drywall. Everybody's not going to do the same thing, it's impossible. Yes. And why would you want that? They're going to... And, you know, I think we need to come into a space where, you know, we stop pro- putting things on like, ooh, well, you acting white or ooh, you acting ghetto. I think we just need to put it into a space of you're acting like the environment that you've become accustomed to. The, the environment, the upbringing. Um, and all of those things are factors in how people act and why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we come into our own self-awareness, then you'll be less likely to be so judgmental about other people. True. And that's not a black or white thing. That's just a thing. That's just a people thing. That ain't nothing but a thing. Nothing but a thing. So we need to get to the point where we close this out this episode about wise women and we just want to say shout out to all the wise women whether they're famous whether they're just sisters we know you know your girlfriend you call up and let her know like hey and she and she roots for you from the sidelines because that's what we all need to do somebody needs to be in the spotlight somebody needs to root and hey sometimes you gotta play tambourine so what we want to say is that world peace is achievable if we just coming to this black girl diversity this black girl diversity and let everybody whatever they are whoever they are come into them authentic selves and accept them for that because even if you don't like the way she get down you can offer her acceptance and understanding all I need from you is understanding so you're I, just going to ad-lib and take liberties with the lyrics? Y- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I'm think that's that. the best time to close out now that <laughs> K-Ray has sung. We're going to close out this episode of Dem Wise Girls and say shout-out to all the wise women operating and doing the thing and being your authentic self because that's the place where happiness is. Until we see y'all on that flip side, y'all, we out. We out. Peace. Girl. It's the wise girls. Uh, yeah.
Yeah. It's them wise girls.